Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000 The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with mini-series releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dumb Dumb Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dumb Dumb Dice. Get your merchandise today. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Elizabeth as Princess Gwendolyn, Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano, alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse, Code, and Crown! Allow me to serve you, Honorable Fievel. We would love to hear about the change in your station and your role and what's led you to us here today. Please sit. Uh, I just gesture to sit opposite the princess. Oh, thank you, my lord! Um, and, uh, he looks around for a princess. The princess is inside the suit of armor. If you sit, she'll sit as well. Hot diggity damn! That's real cool! Uh, and he goes and, and, um, you can tell he, like, um, he winces every time he steps. Uh, like, one of his, his feet is currently giving him some trouble. Uh, and he less sits and more, like, inelegantly falls backwards, uh, a little bit like, uh, a ragdoll, 
or like Woody from Toy Story falling into a chair. It's just kind of like a, a flail of arms and legs. And he's like, oh, that's much better. Thank you. Yeah, so I'll step forward and give him a drink and then look to the princess and look back to him and say, Princess, perhaps Fievel would be willing to be forthcoming about the situation here in the Fire Kingdom. Uh, and then I'll circle over and give Maka a drink as well. Um, I'm going to institute a weird rule, I think. Um, because uh, of the way your characters are built, um, but also narratively the structure of it, I think, um, Laura, since you are kind of leaning into the idea of Gwendolyn being wise enough to accept advisors, mm-hmm. um, I think I'm going to say in cases like this, so not like if you're alone in a room, you could, you could do this, but like when you kind of have Maka and um, Duncan with you and your, your, the circumstances allow, um, I'm going to let you roll persuasion checks off Ryan's stat. Um, oh, okay, cool. If Duncan is actively advising you. So normally I would just be like, roll with advantage. But again, it's there's a weird narrative mechanical divide that I want to kind of bridge between being a princess in armor. Because like, Having princess yeah. stats in armor would also be useless. I'd be like, all right. Yeah, so this is kind of like if we tag team it, then you get the advantage of the advisor. And similarly, um, like if Maka is advising, um, it, it's basically like I want to narratively hear kind of. I, I think I actually I don't need to hear it every time. I think it'd be something to the effect of like uh, my counselor advises well, blah, 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 blah. And then um, Ryan, uh, I don't know if we should have Ryan roll it since he's got the stat in front of him. But, um. Yeah, or Laura, if you just want to make a note on your sheet, because this is kind of cool, Tom. I actually like this because yeah. it's a way to have like a ruler have some benefit from having an advisor, which is you are as smart as the team you bring with you in a lot of ways. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Laura, if you're looking for what I can add for you in terms of this, uh, persuasion is plus five. Nice. And intimidation is plus five. And then if you need deception or performance, because, Tom, you can make a call whether it's her or whether it's me stepping in. Like, that's easy. I think, uh, those I, two. I think I'd like to keep it to persuasion in this instance, because Sold. intimidation would have to be either her or you. Because um, I, I think it's it's something else to be like, if she's like, listen, you don't want to make my friend angry, then it's you rolling the intimidation check. It's more so like for persuasion where it's like, I've been advised, blah, blah, blah. And similarly, okay, cool. um, Laura, I'll also give you... Um, Tyler, I imagine your nature's probably pretty rad. Is that correct? Uh, it's just plus three, because it's intelligence-based instead of wisdom. Right. Um, but that that is one of my... Uh, uh, oh, geez. What's it called? Or Would would yeah. he be able to assess like, insight, with like insight then? Would that be something he could with? I uh, no, I think well, I, I'd like to keep it to a specific... Because insight cool. is like, I felt it. Um, so let's, Got it. let's say, yeah, Laura, you can... If it's nature-based, uh, you can use Maga's yeah. plus three. Well... My my nature is actually plus four. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, just because I, I've read a lot. Great. Of, then, like I I think I have I have an understanding of at least how Orville works. Right. Um, uh, in terms of like uh, like in the surface. Okay. So then, what's um, Maka? In terms of your skills, what's what do you think your advice would be best suited for for Gwendolyn? Or Gwendolyn, uh, you can look at your stats and be like, where where am I lacking that he would be best to advise? Yeah. Um, I have no, I have like crap insight, crap perception. <laughs> How's your religion? 
My religion's good. Okay, well then let's make it. I've got. I'm good. Let's make all, it. All, yeah, that stuff is all int based, like religion, yeah, yeah. nature, and stuff like that. Wisdom yeah. is like insight, um, perception, those kinds of things. Maka can let's, assist with. So let's let's take. We will take insight, and I think the argument will be mostly like I think mechanically it will be. It's the Stanley Tucci to Meryl Streep thing, where it's just like Maka leaning in, being like, "I noticed this." Um, <laughs> so again, Maka, this, this isn't to yeah, prevent. Maka can say what he sees, and uh, Duncan can say what he thinks might be leverage. And yeah. again, this isn't to remove any rules from uh, either you, uh, Tyler, or you, Ryan. Um, it's mostly just I'm realizing in all of these weird diplomatic negotiations where it makes sense for her to be the one talking, it's insane for her to not be able to use your stats. So agreed. Still look for insight. Still look for uh, persuasion. And again, this only applies in kind of like if we're doing the Dragon Age Council of War where everyone stands around the yeah. table it's like those scenes but not like yeah. we walked into a store it's like I'm gonna use his insight it's like no yeah yep <clears throat> cool alright Tyler what's your uh, what's your insight insight do, 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 do. where'd you go plus three Now, uh, Tom, sorry, just like, because I had kind of chosen um, the skills kind of before I knew, like, all of, like, the backstory yep. and everything. So would it make sense to not have nature? Uh, no, I think nature, as... I think nature is fine, um, because the okay. idea will be that um, you've trained your brain on how to understand nature. So if you encounter new nature yeah. things, it's less, holy shit, what's this? And more like okay, based on what I know, I can make this inference. Yeah, because I think I have like kind of the investigation ability and maybe like more ability to like draw conclusions. A hundred percent, honestly. And, like take evidence. It's the, the kind of, uh, it's the kind of thing that um, archaeologists have to do all the time, which is like, yeah. I don't necessarily right. know what this is for, but I do know what this is for and this could mean that. Um, cool. Yeah, great. Uh, okay, cool. So with all that in mind, um, yes, you, uh, Fievel is there, he's got his drink. What would you like to ask him? Or how do you want to try and um, get him to open up about the state of state um, of play? Uh, <laughs> I think I kind of kind of see this as almost like my younger brother or who I thought my younger brother was. Um, and kind of a little mistreated. Mm -hmm. So I think I kind of want to show, I'm going to try, try to show some warmth to him in my like, you know, cold copper <laughs> freaking body <laughs> as much as I can do. Um, and I just want to say, um, uh, uh, Fievel, um, good sir. Um, uh, as the son of the Lord, um, you must have, vast knowledge of um, this place and its history and and the future. Oh, shucks. That's real nice. That's nice to say. I, I, I would love to hear your perspective. Uh, okay, go ahead and roll me a persuasion check, please. All right. And that 20. Yes. 
Good thing you had that bonus from Duncan. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, So uh, the Poopsmith is uh, really uh, quite taken with the fact that that you bothered to ask. Um, And you get the sense that no one's really asked him about him. Maybe ever. Um, And uh, so he he says, oh, well, you know, it's... um, it's interesting. It's strange times. Uh, you know, ever since uh, uh, father decided to cut off um, our our relationship with with uh, with with Garbage Town, um, I have kind of been out of a job. It's nice not having to to shovel so much poop no more. But um, that was kind of my thing. I was real good at it, and you know. Well, why why would he have done that? Especially if you were obviously so gifted in that area. Um, well, he was saying it was uh, getting harder and harder to uh, to keep full control of the... Uh, I mean, um, he uh, he just said it was getting harder to uh, to deal with uh, deal with both things. He said he wanted to focus on the weapons of war, so so we'd be ready to to become the, the lords of byproduct ourselves. Ah. Um, I see. Go ahead and roll me a uh, an insight check. Um, because Maka, I think you noticed that slip, and as someone who speaks incredibly plainly, it's odd for you to watch someone self-edit. And I think mm. it's it's a clear like. It's it's like, mm, hold on a moment. You were saying something, and then you said something else. Uh, yeah, I rolled in that twenty again. <laughs> again. Let's just edit out the part where we're adding our stats here, because she doesn't fucking need it. She doesn't need it. No, it'll be helpful later. (laughs) All right, well, let me explain the history of the world that you don't know and who the villain is and what their weaknesses are. You're really good at this. Um, So he he looks, um, uh, like, ashamed immediately and horrified, and he actually flinches, um, expecting a hit from one of you, and then when none falls... Uh, he's like, okay, yeah, 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 um, sorry, we're just not supposed to talk about, you know, you know, the, the, uh, the, the flame. We're not supposed to talk about the flame. And, and I say, I understand. Take your time. Choose your words. There's no pressure here. Oh, that's nice. Oh, t- and I, and I kind of, I kind of sit, sit down and like. Church. I try to sit down at a princessly, like receiving. I love it. It's definitely like council way. Like I have like my I try to put like fold my hands like in my lap with like my ankles yeah. crossed. You just have to like <laughs> lift your leg up and put it over because armor doesn't work that way. Uh, Tom, is there a lock on the door? Uh, there is. Wonderful. Uh, I'm assuming it doesn't have a way for me to lock it currently. I mean, if you had a key. Perfect. Marker, could I borrow your key that you discovered there, sir? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'll give him the key of locking. I'll um, say, wonderful. Fiva, let's keep this conversation just between us so you know that you're safe. I'm going to use a magic key on this door so no one will know what's happening. A uh, magic yeah. key? Boy, howdy. You guys are real cool. Cool, and then I want to lock us into this room so that no one else can come in while Fievel's confessing. Uh, yeah, so um, you go over to um, the lock. You can tell it's one of those like old-timey um, locks where you need a key on both sides. Um, so basically what this means is you can lock it. It can be unlocked from the other side. However, people will have to realize why it's like there will be basically this isn't going to keep everyone out forever but it will keep people from just it'll like, give us that like someone trying to open a door and yeah, we go, oh, you'll have enough time to close your tabs so it looks like you weren't <laughs> watching anything 
Um, but not I much else. I just want to make sure we all know how this key works. Yep. And that we can lock the door. We cannot unlock it with that key. <laughs> no, no, but they can unlock it from the other side. It's fine. We can break down a door. Okay. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> welcome fast what, that way. What kind, what kind of a door is that? Everyone Duncan, is like a metal Duncan door. has already locked the door. Yeah, yeah, fine, <laughs> fine, great, good. Everyone hand me your laptops. You can never leave this room and you are dead. No, he's smashing my laptop. Um so um yeah, you go in and lock the door. Um the doors are um because again I can only really think of a supervillain facility from a James Bond movie. Um they are those classic like um sort of like office doors where it's a solid door with like the window with the anti-break uh, metal cross stitch like oh, yeah, cross-stitching yeah, yeah. in yeah. it. So yeah, yeah. Um, they're not sturdy. Uh, this is just like a weird office room. Um, it's like the break room for the facility. So yeah, you lock it. You lock the other one. You lock the two back side doors that lead kind of to stairwells. Um, the room is now secure for as long as it would need you to come up with like to buy you enough time that no one's going to be like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. So, uh, because you've rolled two 20s, I think I'm just going to kind of give you everything um, because Yay! that kind of makes the most sense. That's crazy. Outstanding um, job, Laura. Yeah, truly. Uh, thanks. Um, so, Thank you, Lords of Probability. So, Fival um, is like, okay, well, um, now that we, we're, we're, we've got a bit more time, I understand you're, you're not from here. Uh, and you, you seem really cool. You got magic keys. You got magic armor. You got a giant turtle man. Um, yeah, so... Um, Basically, for for you know, for for a couple generations, uh, for for a few generations now, actually, uh, um, my the the magma lord um, has been able to use uh, the flame helm uh, to to control uh, the fires here, and that's great. But recently, it's been getting a little unwieldy, um, and uh, 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 my dad was a little bit concerned that. Um, he was using it for too much, and it, he, he was, uh, I mean, he's always in control. That's very clear. He's, he's, he's always in control, but um, he was worried that maybe doing two things was, was too much, uh, and he's starting to worry that maybe he might not, that, that um, well, the, the thing that lives inside the fire helm might be, might be getting angry. So, um, anyway, oh, look, there he is. Uh, and he points out the bay window, and out of the uh, fire pool, or the flame pool, you see um, suddenly uh, a man burst out of the magma uh, dramatically um, and like magma drips off him and he just like, it's like uh, watching someone leap out of water Uh, and he just seems to like hover over the flame, um, uh, over the magma for a moment. You can see he's wearing um, uh, sort of um, golden gauntlets um, and uh, his uh, helmet is kind of a large... um, uh, golden cylinder um, with kind of the the uh, Knights of Knee, like just a T cross uh, in, the, yeah. in the center. Um, and above it, um, there is a, sort of an ever-burning flame. And you can see at the end of his, his gauntlets, there's there's fire burning on, on both his hands. Uh, and he floats there for a moment. Um, the rest of him, he's, he's wearing like a, a thin, um, unlike everyone else, he's wearing like um, a golden chest plate. And sort of um, golden uh, greaves on his legs, but under that, it's almost like a gold jumpsuit. So very thin, uh, thin material. By everything you understand about uh, physics and heat, uh, he should be dead eighty times over. 
Um, but as he he floats there with the the flame coming from his hands and his head, um, he begins to kind of swirl one hand around, and you can see the magma beneath him slowly begin to turn. Um, and uh, similar to uh, a bender in um, uh, Avatar, Avatar. J- just starts like conducting the waves uh, of magma, and he's like sending them into those cauldrons you saw, and he's kind of like. Um, forcing them up through the uh, the tubes, you can tell there's actually no mechanics to this. He seems to be doing it um, sort of with with force of will, um, and then he kind of um, puts both hands uh, up and over his head and dives back into the the magma. Um, and so um, Fievel's like, yeah. So um, you see, he's busy doing that because he wants to focus on weapons, and if he thinks he can probably keep um, keep the flame helm under control if it's just doing that. So. Um, so um, he, he... Fievel, sorry to interrupt you. That was your father? Oh, yeah, that's that's Lord Flicker. Lord of uh, the Magma Lord. One day, one day, uh, one of my brothers will get to be that. Not me, though. Why not you? Well, look at me. I'm a fuck-up. Um... No. What? That's what... That, that's what the mean one always says. But, um... Anyway... Who's the mean I, one? I, I can't tell you that. Despite your 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so Fievel goes on to explain that, um, uh, Lord Flicker is, uh, is basically, like, he doesn't come out and out and say he's putting together enough weapons to build an army. Yeah. But kinda. We've already kind of pieced that together. Yeah, totally. Um, and that, um, uh, he's tired of, of kind of doing the bidding both of Orvel and of the other lords of Byproduct. Uh, it's a bit of a Hades complex where it's just like I got the shitty job. Everyone else gets to live large and and live up on the land, and I have to like serve everyone in the the hot, terrible place. Uh, so yeah, man- and you can tell he's a little bit self obsessed because he's thinking, "Look at those those uppity garbage towners." Hundred percent, hundred and ten percent, yes. Um, um, but the other tone you pick up from it again, based on double twenties, is. Um, there's a slight hint of desperation to all of this, and it seems like Flicker's concern about uh, losing control of the Flame Helm uh, is what's perhaps spurring him on. Because right now he's incredibly powerful, but if he loses control of the Flame Helm, that power might dissipate. Mm-hmm. So he has to act soon. And if he takes over everything else, then he'll have enough power and he'll be secure enough that he won't need it anymore. But anyway, that's that's uh, the vibe you get. Fievel also doesn't know any of this. He knows just enough around it that you're able to piece it together. Yeah, he's like painting a picture that excludes the details, but when you look at it, we can see the clear outline of all the details. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you notice that he is uh, he's not uh, in any way trying to be duplicitous. He just fucking doesn't know. Um, yeah. But you also get more and more hints of like the mean one um, uh, abusing him, and you get the sense that he's had a, a pretty rough rough ride. I think uh, Duncan's only question that he'd probably ask in this whole thing is, Fievel, let's imagine a world where you were going to inherit the flame oh, helm and become funny. the Lord of Magma. What would you do if you were the Lord? Well, I, I, I don't know why we spend all this time making weapons when we could be making friends. I mean, look, I shovel poop well. No, I shovel poop very well. Uh, I I am a smith of poop, and while I appreciate the fine weapons and armor we make, it seems to me the most valuable resource we're offering is is helping people get rid of stuff they'd rather not have. 
and we're good at that, and it's safe, and everyone likes it. But it's a dirty job, and no one wants it. But, I don't know, I guess I'd focus on that, maybe, and stop making things that hurt people. Here, here. Oh, my heart. That's not, that's just Laura. That's not Gwendolyn. <laughs> Fival, I tell you now, you are wiser and braver than most lords I've ever met. And more importantly, you're a good man. And that's all too rare in this world. It is a pleasure to have met you. Thank you for calling me a man. Most people call me boy and then kick me downstairs. Hmm, I don't think that's going to happen while I'm around, <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, well, well, thank you. Those words mean mean a lot to a humble poop smith. It is, it is nice shooting the shit with you. Sorry, that's a little poop smith joke for you. Uh, anyway, um, looks like uh, the Lord is coming. Um, I should go before he sees me and yells at me for sitting on his fi- fancy furniture with my with my poop stink. Um, mm. Goodbye, young young Fiver. Yeah. Mm, before you leave, I would ask that you consider something. Okay. We, we came here from a place called Garbage Town, where two brothers rule as equals and I would like you to think on why this place cannot be ruled by three hmm. oh. three brothers I mean that's a good point I, I think that the short answer is, is there's only one flame helm and without that the magma can't be controlled so people would have to be pretty good at sharing and no one wants to share with me because I you know because of the smell um, but, uh, it's a wonderful smell. It's the it's the best smell here. <laughs> you're a, you're a very accomplished liar, sir, and I appreciate your your conviction to the lie. But uh, no, I know how I smell, and you get used to it. Um, you smell you... essential. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll I'm gonna roll a perception or an insight check for Fivel to see if he realizes you're telling the truth. Oh yeah, all right, I rolled a sixteen. Um, he, he kind of looks at you and, and it's weird because again, you, you, are basically seeing like a beaten dog this whole time. Um, but as, as you kind of talk to him about this, you, you see his eyes kind of, um, grow a bit wider. And for, for a moment you can see that kind of regal bearing, uh, that mm. Cinder has. Um, and he just says, oh, oh, you understand too. Mm-hmm. People like us are pretty rare but also pretty I... special. Uh, and he, he pats you on the arm, um, and uh, he uh, he looks at the, the mushrooms, and he just kind of leans in and smells slightly, and he goes, oh, perfection. Mm. And then he, he goes and he tries the door. He's like, oh, sorry, this door's locked. Um, anybody? And then there's um, a thunderous slam as uh, one of the, 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 the door you came in flies open, and... Um, the uh, golden figure of Lord Flicker um, enters. Um, is Fievel injured? Is he hurt by this? Uh, no, sorry. It's a, it's, okay. it's a different door. He, uh, Fievel's, so oh, basically, okay. um, sorry, I should describe this better. Long <laughs> rectangular room, two doors on either side of the rectangle that lead back out into the main facility, two doors okay. at the back that lead off to the kitchens and everywhere else. So he was trying to go back the way he came in. Um, and he quickly, like, opens the door and, like, slips out. Uh, he, like, grabs his okay. key and jams it in and, and sneaks out. Um, just as as Lord Flicker comes in, 
Um, and uh, Flicker's definitely got like a bit of a, a, a Vader breathing problem. It sounds more closer to um, someone wearing uh, like an oxygen tank for diving. Mm. So it's kind of a constant like that you can hear coming through his helmet. Um, and uh, he enters uh, kind of with his, his arms raised to his sides uh, with a flame, um, like kind of at shoulder level. Uh, with the flame kind of um, springing from both and uh, the, the flame flickering from the top of his head. Um, and uh, he, he looks around and he says, Greetings, friends from Orville. I am Lord Flicker, and welcome to my kingdom. Uh, and then he flicks his hands and um, a number of um, sort of uh, small torches that are around the room uh, light up, like fire leaps from each one. Um, and light up. The room is already pretty well lit, but now it's just fancier. Um, <laughs> and uh, then he, he kind of like pulls his hands together and uh, snuffs the fire. Um, and then he, uh, he sort of looks around, still like fire coming off his head, and says, And pray tell, Princess of Orville, what have you come to discuss with me? And then he looks around, he's like, Wait, is, is, is the princess in the bathroom? <laughs> Where is the princess? Duncan will circle around uh, to stand just like to the left of the princess. I'm imagining, Mach, are you like on her right? Where are you in the room? Uh, We were sitting with Fival. Um, I would have stood up to to speak with Fival and, you know, encourage him as I had. Um, And, you know, he came in to uh, embrace me. And so I probably would not have moved from there. So I'm at the table, basically standing at the table. Yeah. Okay. And I would have stood when... Uh, the door burst open, entered. yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. And I think Duncan will just whisper in your ear and be like, you know a lot, and he won't know how you know it, so you can play those cards however you please. Uh, and then I'll turn and say, uh, Lord Flicker, this is Princess Gwendolyn Kinsolaris, here inside the armor of Amala Kinsolaris, the founder of Orvel and the realm of byproduct. Ah, uh, you're right to a point. We recognize no sovereignty from Orville, as I told your King Valdrin. Is he dead? I would have sent fire flowers. Uh, Those are flowers that are on fire. <laughs> Not the Mario like, power-up? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, his Majesty uh, King Valdrin is indisposed. Oh, a royal coup, was it? Well, bravo, and he claps, and, like, there's a burst of flame off his uh, gauntlets, uh, and he does, like, a sarcastic clap of of fire. Uh, And uh, he says, uh, well done, princess. Well done. Uh, And I think I'm just going to go along with this because he seems pleased. So, um, and in the spirit of new rule, new beginnings... Uh, we have come to negotiate a new deal. A new with deal, your you say. fair kingdom. Interesting. Ah. My my inner monologue was. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and what pray tell do you offer me? Um, that I do not already have. Look at all my cool shit. And he like gestures <laughs> out to the the supervillain base. <laughs> Oh, cool. So Lord Flicker's like 15. Cool. Okay. Got it. <laughs> um, I kind of like t- 
turn to Duncan because this is where like uh, I'm I'm feeling in over my head. <laughs> Great. So Duncan will lean forward with his hat. This down is my panic. And do like very quiet whispering with the hat covering it, facing the other lord, and just say, "Right now, he's planning on invading everyone, which suggests he's not sure what's going on long term, and you know he's having trouble controlling his helm." You want to solve his problems, and then he'll help you solve yours. Right. If we don't know how to solve his problems, there's this thing called lying, where you say you can fix something, and then we figure out how to fix it afterwards, so no one sets us on fire. And sometimes that's necessary. Personally, I don't do it, because I'm a dawnbreaker, and we have to be honest. You, however, are a a ruler, uh... Diplomacy has different rules. Um, My Lord Flicker, unlike my father before me, I am willing to come to a certain agreement with you and see that peace is maintained for all while everyone benefits. No compromise, as it were. I a win, win, win. do hate compromise. Indeed. Don't we all? So, I have told you Orvel will no longer receive armaments from the Magma Lord. What would you ask instead? Um, with no more armaments going to Orvel, surely it will have reduced the load on your great fire pond. Disagree, but go on. And why, pray tell, would you disagree? Um, you can see he's, uh, this is clearly something that he's um, concerned about, but also that he doesn't quite want to let on. Um, yeah. And it's interesting, as you say that, uh, you can actually see the fire on his helm uh, begin to lower a little bit. Uh, and then his head kind of violently jerks to the left, uh, and you see him stumble a bit. Um, and uh, he sort of steadies himself on one of the couches and then rises back up, and he says, No concern of yours, merely a concern of mine. What? My lord, you seem to be having some difficulty. Uh, you can see fire begin to, to start sparking in his hands again. There is no difficulty or weakness in the magma lord. My lord, you stumbled. Don't we all sometimes stumble? I just controlled liquid hot magma. It is difficult. (laughs) And are you saying you're not up to the task? More so than in a haunted suit of armor, a weird giant turtle, and whoever the fuck this chuckle fuck is. Indeed, but controlling the flames is not our place. It is not our duty. It is yours. Indeed. And you, sir, are losing control. Um, he looks at you and like you, you can kind of like barely see his eyes through the um, the slit uh, but you can see just unbridled fury there and he says we shall see and with um, kind of a mighty roar um, you look kind of in horror uh, to the fire pond and see just a giant fist of uh, molten lava come flying out of it at the um, at the view screen for or at the uh, viewport of the office and we'll pause there and then roll initiative 
Dum Dums and Dice would like to invite you to check out Dumb's Common Villainy, a podcast where comedians and improvisers explore the underworld of the Star Wars Edge of the Empire role-playing game. This series features our game master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Abraxis Brash Core, Tyler Hewitt as Vic Denbar, Guy Bradford as Engage 311, and Adam McNamara as the forgetful psychopath Waka Waka Fonzie. So join this crew of bumbling criminals, see if they turn to the dark side of the Force, or stay in the shadowy parts of the light, and enjoy an adventure in a galaxy far, far away. Episodes are available now. Now get out of my shop. All right. So as the magma fist flies towards the uh, the the sort of bay window, viewing the uh, the floor below, uh, all of you, please roll me initiative. Okay. <laughs> One. Oh, I was gonna say another twenty. Use them all up nope. on the social encounter. <laughs> 14 for Maka. Uh, and a dirty 20 for Duncan Kindano. All right, and right. Cool. <clears throat> Um, so Duncan, you're up first. Uh, you have a split second as the the fist kind of swells towards the the glass um, to do something. What do you do? Great. I want to uh, raise my pistol that has been uh, pumped full of the special ammo that I picked up in the crypt because it's extra dry here in the mountain. Uh, so I will use my ammo hold uh, and I nice. want to fire uh, at. The Lord of the Flame here. The Lord of the Dance keeps getting stuck in my head. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that is a uh, 20 to hit. That will hit. Great. And Tom, I would like to use uh, a swashing point with a twist here. Uh, for a swashing point, I can attempt to disarm somebody. I would like to try to blow his helmet off if possible. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Uh, you can say no. This is a stretch, but I just wanted to see if I could. I'm inclined to try and limit your swashing points to sword-based. Okay. Sword-based things, except disarming does make sense with a pistol. Um. Hmm. Because it says weapon attack in the rules, but it's also homebrew, so we can play it however we want. If I couldn't disarm him with the pistol, then I would have gone with the sword, but it doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, so I'll, no, I'll, so I'll give it to you. You're not going to knock his helmet off. Um, I'm going to say there are, um, he's got, like, there are sort of in... It's also not an auto win. He has to roll a save. Cool. Uh, regardless, I'm going to say you can see there are three points of connection where he's, like, strapped the helmet to the rest of his gear to create a seal. Um, if you're successful, you'll blow one of those seals. Cool. All right. All right. So he has to roll a uh, strength save with the DC of my attack roll. So DC 20. Does a 5 beat 20? I'm bad at math. <laughs> uh, I mean, spiritually, it puts up a good fight, but I think no. Great. So um, the, the blast pings off his helmet um, and uh, wrenches it violently so much so that you can see one of the straps break. Um, and uh, you see the, uh, the magma fist... Uh, falter, uh, and it begins to, you can see parts of it begin to fall off, and you can hear kind of screams from below. Um, but it's, it, it seems, it went from like full on, like, 
Sandman, Spider-Man 3, like, I can make giant fists to, like, starting to crumble. It's still headed uh, at the window, but it looks less uh, room-filly now, which is probably good. Um, next up, uh, Maka. Cool. Uh, things are really kicking off, huh? <laughs> I, um... Flame on! Say, you see... Yeah, you see the bullet hit his helm and the magma fist falter. <laughs> That's yeah. all you've got to glance for. I was I was selfishly going to do shell defense and just turtle up for this lava fist, but seeing that attacking the helmet seems to affect the fist, I'll... I'll cast um, Shillelagh as a bonus action. Thorns explode out of my wooden mace. And I'll uh, try and run up on this guy and just swing up at his at his head. Okay. Uh, uh, so go ahead and roll your attack. So that's an eighteen to hit. Uh, yep, that hits. Uh, seven damage. Um, so you, you smash him squarely in the, uh, the helm, um, you, you see him stumble a bit, um, but, uh, the clasps remain tight, and, um, the fist is still coming. Yeah. Um, which brings us to his turn, uh, he kind of glowers at you, um, and he says, uh, oh, you want to rumble, turtle man? Well then, and he, like, puts one hand out flicks the fire on, he's like, be our guest! And he uh, blasts you with uh, with fire out of both of his hands uh, in a f uh, cone of flame. Um, so you need to roll me a deck save, please. Oh, that's my best save. I figured it might be. It's not. It's <laughs> really not. Oh, no. That's a 16. Uh, unfortunately, roll. not enough. Um, mm. So that will be... Oh, I rolled like shit, so you're still pretty okay. Uh, six points of damage uh, as the, the the wave of fire hits you. Uh, and then the magma fist smashes into uh, the glass. So because the, the fist was reduced um, and the glass is built of that same kind of shimmering fire um, uh, repellent stuff, um, it does smash through and flood the room, um, but it's not it's not like magma just fell on you. It's instead just like incredibly hot spray um, but between the interruption and the glass it has been, uh, the effect have been quite reduced. Uh, everybody please roll me a dex save to leap out of the way. Eleven for Maka. Yep. Thirteen. Yep. Twenty-one for Duncan. Twenty-one. Alright, so... Dex is my wheelhouse, baby. <laughs> uh, Gwendolyn and Maka, um, you will take uh, 12 points of fire damage. Uh, and uh, Duncan, you'll take six. Cool. I'm imagining Sorry. Duncan, when he sees it about to hit, because there's actually swashbuckling bonuses to, like, you have advantage on deck saves against dangers you know are coming. So I'm picturing just as it breaks for him, he actually does, like, a spinning jump in the air and rotates himself so it's just his head kind of facing directly towards the window, and he's swirling the cape above himself. So he can't stop it, but he just made himself small, so he got hit with Sure, less. yeah, so you flick, you flick away, um, like, it, it singes your cape, but you manage to, like, flick the worst of it off. Um... 
And uh, yeah, now we're on to uh, Gwen with your one. All right. Um, uh, so, my Lord Flicker, why, why do you attack? This is completely irrational. We come here to help. We come here to forge a deal and you strike out. And um, I will um, see close. Like he's still in the room. He's engaged right? in like, close we're... combat with Maka. Okay. Um, then I, I'm just I'm just gonna rush him with my greatsword, okay. and just like um, and I would have seen uh, Duncan go for go for the helm. Yes. Go for the strap, yeah. So I'm gonna try to go for one of the others. Okay, great. So then you're da- you're rolling uh, to attack the strap, not him. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna give you yeah. disadvantage uh, because you're aiming for a tiny, tiny target. Uh, uh, okay. But go ahead and roll your attack. Oh, not too bad. Um, Sixteen. 16. To hit. Uh, okay, yeah, that will hit. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, there's a number you need to beat in order to break the strap. Gotcha. Ugh. Uh, six. Fortunately, uh, similar to Maka's strike, um, your sword uh, damages him, so I'll still give you the, the damage to him, but um, his helmet remains uh, squarely in place. Okay. And then I'm not going to forget to use my bonus action because I wrote it in huge block letters on my sheet. Um, and I will have um, the sword come back on... Um, uh, basically, I can release it from my hands as I go to swing, mm-hmm. like after the swing, and it will come back and it go for the neck again. Okay. <laughs> the strap. So it's charge one way release and it boomerangs yeah. back around. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. Throw the hammer left and then just hold your hand up. Great. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you want disadvantage on that one as well? If you're going for straps, still, yes. It's yeah. a, it, you're just at regular if you're attacking ah, him, but if you're going shit. for the straps, it's less. Yeah, and I was going for strap uh, seven. No, unfortunately, no dice. <laughs> yeah, I didn't um, think so. So having seen uh, seen the strike, uh, he just raises one of his gauntlets and just like knocks the sword aside. You manage to catch it out of the air, uh, and then you drop into a fighting stance. Okay. Top of the round, uh, Duncan. All right, so Duncan's got to die forward and get involved here because uh, he really doesn't like magma as a threat to armor because that's a clear threat to the princess whereas most other things can be lightly ignored so i think he's gonna dash uh, like dash forwards and then kind of essentially roll behind the lord to strike as he's swinging at kind of the front mm-hmm. if he can so i mean i don't know if there's advantage to flanking with three of us fighting one guy now that but... there's three of you yes i wasn't going to give it to you for two because it was kind of like both frontal but now that there's yeah. enough um you're, you're all acting at advantage Perfect. So I'm going to come at him from behind then with the rapier. And that is some bullshit. That was a grand total of six. So nothing from from this. Just slashes under the cape. But you know what? He appreciates where a good cape comes from. And the problem with capes is they don't show you where the armor parts are. Yeah. (laughs) So dings off of uh, dings off of him. But, um, you know, a a fair strike. But uh, but no dice. No, wait, I had advantage, right? Yes. Oh, I'm dumb then. No, man, it's good. 23, <laughs> so I ding, and then again. Wait, sorry, were you going for a strap, or were you going for him? I was going for him. There's no more okay. fucking around then for... That'll, yep, that'll hit. ...for him anymore. Yeah, all right, so... Uh, <laughs> I mean, the joy of it... No, no, I'm just going to stab him, because he's a, he's a dig. Uh... 
Yeah, we'll just go for the regular damage this time. No swashing points. I'm imagining I can't disarm his helmet from behind again. No. All right. That is five piercing damage. Okay. Uh, he kind of um, like drops almost to one knee and then kind of forces his way up and shrugs, shrugs the blade off his shoulder. Um, brings us to Maka. All right. Uh, I took I took a bit of damage there. Maka's not looking good. So I'm going to spend a wild shape uh, to activate symbiotic entity. Cool. Um, so the spores shake out from me. Um, and they immediately give me 15 health points, uh, temporary HP. I like to um, imagine my... one of them nudges a mushroom into your mouth. But that is an action, so for my bonus, it will just have to be, I think, uh, casting Healing Word at second level uh, on myself. Dude, that's awesome. For 2d4 healing of my regular HP. Uh, only three points, but everything counts. Cool. Um, all right, that brings us to uh, Flicker. He's not looking great. Um, okay. So at the start of his turn, now that my Halo of Spores is active, um, he's going to take... Oh, shit. Um, ...some necrotic damage. Uh, 2d4 necrotic damage Ooh. because I have Symbiotic Entity active. Mm -hmm. Does he get a con save, Tyler? Unless it's six, six, I, the way it's worded, it's like one d four damage. Unless a con save is made, so my bad. So yes, he has to roll Constitution first. I rolled no, six, doesn't beat. so you're good. Okay. Well, I rolled a four. <laughs> so that was a one, and there's a four. So that's five uh, necrotic damage. Cool, very cool to him. Um, so you can see the spores kind of like filtering in through the gap that um, Ryan made in the uh, the helmet from uh, breaking the strap, and like. Um, you, you see him just kind of shake shake his head a bit and, and stumble uh, as he, he takes uh, a little bit of damage. Um, and then uh, he um, just kind of, with all of you around him, um, like, touches both, both his flame hands to his head uh, and uh, just yells, uh, To me, my magman! And he punches the floor. Uh, magman! Uh, setting off, yep. Uh, setting off um, a small explosion around him. Um, so if all of you could please roll me a con save. Now we're talking. Sure. 16. 18. It's a nat 1. Okay. No! So um, for uh, Gwendolyn and Maka, uh, you'll take 4 points of damage. Um, Duncan, you're going to take eight, uh, and because you failed, I'm going to say your cape sets on fire. Um, oh, so oh no. you'll take D4, so an additional two from it this turn, um, and if you don't put it out, you're going to continue to take fire damage, and the cape will slowly burn away. Um, Not his swashing cape. And uh, as he hits the floor and yells this, uh, there's an explosion around him, uh, and then all of a sudden you see all of the um, torches that he lit, uh, the flames leap off of them, uh, and slowly grow into um, uh, six angry-looking magmen, uh, which are like little, little squat, uh, little like um, uh, monsters with kind of like roundish faces, kind of horns. Their their skin is kind of cracked magma, uh, and they go, ah, protect the Lord Flicker, um, and uh, they will enter the initiative order, uh, which incidentally is them, because. Uh, Laura rolled real bad. Um, so the uh, the first two um, the magmen all start running, um, running in because they're they're punchy guys, 
Um, so we're going to say um, three on Maka, three on Gwendolyn. They actually can't reach um, Ryan because he's behind. Like, Flicker's basically in the door, like close to the door. Ryan's behind him. And then the two of you are kind of more central in the room. So that's uh, three on each of you, and they're going to try and punch you with their little flame fists. Uh, so, Maka, what is your AC? 19. All right. Uh, so two of them uh, fail to hit, but one gets a crit. Okay. Uh, so that is um, s- seven points of damage. As uh, you just feel, um, you feel like tiny hands grab your leg, and your leg begins to to sizzle and burn. Hmm. Um, and then Gwendolyn, uh, your AC is nineteen, twenty. Twenty. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to use a reaction to reduce um, the re- uh, result of one of them, the die rolls by one. Cool. Uh, one of them only made it by one, so we'll say it's that one. Uh, yes. So they're just like, tink, 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 tink. Um, and, w- and my willpower is just so strong yeah. that they don't. And you like shake your leg a little <laughs> bit, and one of them falls over. Yeah. And they're like, oh, boss, the metal one is hard. Um <laughs> And uh, that brings us to the oh, to Gwendolyn. I was gonna say top Me. of the round, bottom of the round, Gwendolyn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I I really need to go uh, for the helmet because that seems to be how he's like conjuring up these magmen pieces of crap. So um, I'm still engaged with him. Yes. Uh, yep. 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 You're close range. Yep. Um, so let's just try once again, just like. Um, coming from the side and sweeping down um, right onto his neck where the strap okay. is. Oh, disadvantage, right? Uh, that is correct. Uh, but you... Oh, bloody hell. For what it's worth, uh, you also have advantage, so it cancels out. Because you're everyone's oh. flanking now, so we'll say that yes. that gives you enough time that rather than just having to like swing in the heat of it, you're able to kind of like track and then strike. Okay, so I'll take that first sure roll will. then. Okay, so that's a 19. <laughs> Sounds so, better so. than your second roll. Uh, okay, great. Yeah. Go ahead and roll your, your damage. All right. And that's a nine. Nine. That is enough. Uh, yes. You need a, a, an eight or higher. So you um, you okay. slash into the um, the second strap, uh, and it, uh, it it snaps in half. Uh, and you can see, see the helm start to, like, actively kind of swim on his head. Um, yeah. But also it begins to, to tremble a bit. And you start mm-hmm. to see um, steam begin to rise out from under under it. Okay. Well, let's use my bonus action um, then to have that lovely sword swing right around on its own again um, and try to go for the third and final strap. And that's a nat 20. Ooh. Laura is rolling like a fucking yeah. boss this session. Yeah, except for when I roll ones. <laughs> Damn, son. All right, go ahead and roll your, roll your damage. All right. That's 18. Um, 18 slashing here's, here's a question for you, Laura. Uh, two questions for you. One, is yeah. your intent to bring him in alive, or do you care at this point? Um... I don't. I don't want to kill him. Okay. Yeah. Two. Because I still want to yell at him, like, like, uh, like. Can you throw? You will. Can you throw what, me yeah? a wisdom save? I can throw you a wisdom save. 
got to figure out how much control you actually have over the magical flying sword at this point in your life. Seven. Okay. Oh, uh, I'm going to... Hmm. I'll give you a devil's bargain. Shit. You can only hit the strap, but yeah. the sword will carry on past him, uh, and Ryan will have to. You'll have to roll an attack against Ryan, against Duncan, or you can take the strap and his head comes off. Um. This is you desperately trying to like force control the blade. Yeah. Um. I can't risk Duncan. I can't. I can't risk family. So. Whoops. Uh, the blade. <laughs> we all we all make mistakes. The blade clean, cleaves cleanly through his neck, um, and uh, his his body slumps and falls backward. The helmet falls off um, and uh, rolls away. Um, and the magmen, their eyes go wide, um, and they go, "Oh shit!" And they burst. Um, so uh, I need deck saves, please, from Maka and um, from Gwendolyn. Uh, Duncan, you're out of the line of fire on this because you're behind the headless corpse. Good. I'm frantically oh. putting out my cape now that all the bad guys are exploding. Yep. Ten. Ten? Yep. Laura? A. This is a deck yep. save? Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Okay, so Laura, uh, you're in the clear. Um, so when when they like the the blade comes through as you hear them burst, I think you just kind of drop and and put your your arm up to catch most of it. Unfortunately, um, Maka, you're being held and uh, under heavy attack, so you're going to take the full brunt of it. Uh, so that is ten points of uh, fire damage from the exploding magman. Oh dear. Um, as you you kind of take a moment, Duncan like stomps out his cape. Um, you uh, look to see the helmet uh, continue to sort of shake and tremble um, and um, you can see that uh, the the metal of it is beginning to glow um, with heat um, and the fire uh, above it is beginning to glow brighter and brighter um, and you can smell the sizzle of flesh from within what do you do? So his head is still in the helmet? Is that what you're uh, saying? Yes, it is cooking in the helmet currently. It's a real Django uh, Fett situation. Yeah, I think I'll uh, I'll take out one of my daggers and I'll turn to Maka and just say, uh, grab a key off his body and lock the door. Uh, and I want to take a dagger to just get the helmet off of his head so I don't have to touch it, but like dagger tip, lift it away. Um, cool. Can you roll me a perception check, please? It's an 11. 11? Um, you can see a ball of flame inside. The, like, you flick the head out, and then inside you can see a ball of flame um, just sort of swirling in the center. Um, and you can almost hear it say, ah, Finally. Okay, we might need to put this helmet on someone real fast, but I also don't know if it'll kill them. Uh, can you put a helm on a helm? You cannot. Well, I'm out. I... You hear, like, a knock at the door, and uh, you, you see uh, Fievel just peek around. Like, I, I heard screaming. Are you guys okay? Do you need more? Oh, my God, what's that? Fievel, this is your chance. Can you make this place better? I mean, 
Is, does it involve poop shoveling? Because if the answer is yes, then not it yes. It involves so much poop shoveling. All the poop shoveling the, the, you could the, enjoy. Then I'm your fucking huckleberry. Uh, and he, he runs out uh, and he grabs the helmet and he's like, here's hoping I can control bound fire demons. And then he stuffs it over his head. <laughs> Um, and like in the mask, he just like recoils back, holding his head and screaming. Um, and he, he sort of stumbles, he falls over the couch. Uh, he comes up and you can see steam coming off, um, like out, out from under his helmet. Um, and uh, his hands are shaking, his legs are shaking, and he's got like Bambi knees, and you, you realize uh, he needs some encouragement. He's never been encouraged in his life, and this this is do or die. How do you try to inspire Fievel the Poop Smith to overcome the fire demon in his head? Uh, Maka, I, you have the most wisdom. <laughs> That's using your counsel to its full effect. Yeah. Let's see here. Um, young Fivel, as a fellow steward of the decomposing and the waste, I know that you have a strong temperament. Have a will. Listen to me, Fievel. Listen. You, there is a strength, a noble strength within you. Others do not see it. They think of your role as lowly. But you and I know that's not true. It is part of a vital process. One which cannot be left by the wayside. One which a leader would recognize the value of. Your father opted to forge weapons of war on a path of conquest. Many would die this way, but your way, the way of life, the way of passing things on, the cycle, this is the way you guarantee life, promote prosperity, you can do this, Fievel. You were meant for this. Uh, and he he f like puts hands on both of your shoulders, um, and with like the, sh the trembling helmet nods, uh, and then he just goes ah! He's like, listen up, you fiery piece of shit! We have a job to do, and you're gonna help me do it, or so help me God, I'm gonna jump in the lake with you on me, and we'll both die. Um. <laughs> So he's like, so let's get to shoveling shit, because that's what we do here. Um, and the helmet trembles and trembles and trembles and then slows and slows and slows. Um, and uh, he's like, okay, I'm, I'm glad we reached an agreement. C -c cool. And then he, um, he gives a thumbs up to his own face. Um, he's like, I don't know if you can see or not, but good work. Uh, and then with, um, still, like, still as kind of like a weird gangly dude, um, he kind of, uh, looks at you, Maka, and he says, uh, th thank you, thank you for the, the, the wise words. I, th I think, I think the thing inside my head understands, too. I, I, I think it was just mad that we were, we were doing things that it thought were kind of beneath it, but, but helping continue the, the cycle of, of life and death and rebirth, ah, that sounds pretty good. Even to a de fire demon. Those who act in the interest of harmony are often lifted up by others. Aw. Thank, thank you. And, and thank both of you. Um, 
is... Oh, wow. My dad is headless. Okay. Um, can't say I'm sad to see him go. But, um... Let's see, where's that Where's that thing he, he always talked about? And he, like, reaches into uh, his dad's, like, um, like spandex jumpsuit um, and uh, pulls out the amulet. And he's like, I'm, I'm supposed to wear this. It's super important. Apparently it's real bad news if it falls into someone else's hands. Uh, and he goes to put it on. Fievel, you must understand that your strength... Your power, your influence does not come from an amulet. And the more you rely on that, the more power it has over you and the weaker you will become. Wait, you mean I'll become like the fire demon that we bound to this helm to let us control the magma? No, you'll become weak like your father. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> exactly. You don't need this amulet. But I have to say, we are on a new quest. One... To, to 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 gain an army to to retake Orvel and and rule it anew with a new relationship with our partners uh, in the byproduct and uh, and and rule with compromise and diplomacy and and not fighting all the time so. In order to do that, we, we do need to borrow the amulet for just a short while. Um, uh, we, we ask you humbly, uh, Magma Lord uh, Fievel. Oh, to sum oh boy. A, I was say, to sum a bit of that without the us in the fancy <laughs> language, because yeah, I've just seen Fievel's <laughs> eyes glaze over in panic and yeah. confusion. And just be like, the kingdom of Orvel would like to count the Fire Realm as both a vassal and a friend. As a sign of that friendship between you and us, would you be willing to lend us that amulet so we can bring back the kingdom that has fueled this realm and we can bring a brighter and friendlier tomorrow? Uh, I, I will on two conditions. Um, one, uh, I, I think we, we poop smiths deserve a seat at the table. Um... I, as I understand it from hearing my dad talk, you have a, a hierarchical council of some sort where, where people who do jobs are represented. And I think Poop Smith should be represented there. So that's, that's, that's demand number one. Demand number two, um, I, I think I'm, I'm kind of done with the whole vassal thing, um, but maybe we could be partners. And I, I respect you and everything, and I, I like that. But um, Honestly, Orville has literally shit on us uh, forever, so we'd rather be partners with you and, and work with you. Um, I don't know if that's what vassal means, but I don't want to bend a knee. I, I bow to too many people. And now I think it's time to stand shoulder to shoulder with people, you know? Lord Fievel, uh, from now on, we will shit with you, not <laughs> upon you. <laughs> Laura, I'm giving you one point of inspiration for the best inspirational speech I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. You're getting the hang of this. Um, and uh, that, my friends, is how the crowning of the very first poop lord was accomplished. Um, Fievel hands over the, uh, the amulet, uh, the piece of the amulet, and um, is uh, very content to, to send you um, back to uh, the people of, of Garbage Town with that. Um, 
he also offers um, uh, let's say Duncan. Um, he's like, uh, pardon me, um, Mr. Mr. Swashbuckleman. Um, I noticed that your your super nifty cape got lit on fire just now, and that that's not fun for anyone. I know. I've been lit on fire more times than I can count. Um, here, we use this down here to like stop that a little bit. Maybe it'll help you too. Uh, and basically, he um, uh, he gets a small uh, pot of um, like it's almost like an unguent, and he takes it out and he, he rubs it into your cape. Uh, and um, basically, what it'll do is give you. Uh, advantage on uh, the first save against fire you need to make in any given situation. So if you're fighting a fire mage and he's throwing fire at you constantly, it only works on the first go, but it'll give you some some modicum of protection against that first. So kind of like once per long rest kind of thing, or just once and then it's back to normal? Uh, yeah, once per long rest. Cool. Yeah. Because uh, basically what I'm trying to go for is like, it won't stop the fire, but it'll at least prevent a little bit of it. Um, yeah, no, that's great. Thank you, Lord Fievel, friend of the Dawnbreakers. Um, and, uh, and then he turns to you, um, Maka, and he's like, and I'll miss you most of all, Maka! Deathcap! Um, I don't have much to give you, uh, but but here, this, uh, maybe, maybe take this. Um, and he um, uh, gives you a um, a small jar that he has uh, and inside that jar um, there is a single mushroom um, and he's like I, this is the only thing I've ever managed to grow down here uh, I named him Charlie um, but I think maybe he should travel with you now as a reminder that you once helped a lowly poop smith become a poop lord uh, as well as helping bring peace to a kingdom so Charlie this is your new friend Maka He's pretty good. I'll uh, I'll open the jar mm-hmm. and I'll scoop in for the mushroom and I'll say, mm, "Hello, Charlie," and I'll place him amongst the cluster of mushrooms on my shoulder, feeding back into my shell, and I'll say, uh, "In this way, I will carry him with me always." Mm-hmm. And if I may ask something in return. Lord Fievel. Of course! I think Charlie would like to come back from time to time and visit you and the shit you shovel. That would be swell! I'm gonna try and start a whole mushroom garden down here. We'll see how that works. Mm -hmm. But first, we gotta get the shit flowing again! I like this guy. So and I only have I only have one question for you, Fievel, before yeah. we go. And and he's like burnt and a little bit cut up and just like having a shitty day. And he's like, which one of your brothers is the bad one? Because oh. I want to have words with them before we leave. Me too. Uh, so he marches you past um, uh, past Ash and he goes and finds Cinder, who's like, oh, why is Fievel wearing the helm of flame what did you do and then like his face darkens and he's like what did you do the flame lord is dead long live the poop lord and then uh he will yell to me my magmen and uh, all of a sudden all of the torches in the room leap 
uh, off uh, the torches and they land on Cinder, uh, who begins to just scream as he melts away. Um, and uh, the uh, poop smith stands over him, looking down imperiously and says, Ah, uh, yeah! Justice smells good! Uh, and uh, with that, uh, Cinder uh, burns until his name is more appropriate. Maka uh, looks oh. at Gwendolyn and Duncan with eyes of like, did we just make a horrible mistake? <laughs> I think one of the things we may need to do with the new council is just nail down the collective rule of laws. Everywhere we're going here seems to have a lot of the death penalty and not a lot of anything else. I think I would like to make it clear that the death of Lord Flicker was um, not my intention. <laughs> uh, throughout this kingdom, we will always uh, rule uh, with uh, negotiation and talk f first um, and not use combat um, unless there's no other choice, but only as a last resort. Cool, yeah. Uh, I also didn't mean to kill him. Uh, I just told my magman to jump on him, and what do you know? He died. I guess it's kind of like decapitating someone by accident, you know? Sometimes these things happen. Cinder? <laughs> oh, no, you're not Cinder. Sorry. Cinder's dead. Fievel. I know, I know. My lord Fievel. Mm -hmm. And do remember that what has been given can also be taken cool, away. Cool, that applies to the amulet too. So maybe let's let's all just be friends about this. He beat me very badly my whole life. I think this this was kind of all right. I know you can't understand having a brother who like tries to kill you all the time, but <laughs> that's been my experience, and it's not been very good. Um, well, also, your highness, I hate to interrupt <laughs> with a point, but. You did agree to being partners, which means you no longer rule the fire slash poop realm. Yeah, They're an ally. Yeah. Anyway. So you can't make commands here. That's fine. Not a command, not a command, just um, recommendation for how to proceed in friendship. I'll take it under advisement. Now, if you'll excuse me, there are some other people here I would like to have words with. All right, have a good day. <laughs> Um, oh, no. And oh, with that, no. the, uh, the the doors to uh, the kingdom of the Poopsmith uh, close behind you. Um, but uh, you leave uh, knowing that at the very least you have uh, prevented a, a tyrant from rising up to um, to try and seize control of the land. Um, and uh, the, you can see as you, you go to leave the carts from uh, Garbage Town uh, coming in and out and um, beginning the, the processing uh, once again. So, you return to Garbage Town, and um, Tyne and Ryler are very thrilled to see you. Um, they both, um, they've got the, uh, the, the dragon ready to go. They're like, all right, so where is he? We're gonna parade him through downtown, it's gonna be great. The Flame Lord is dead, long live the Poop Lord. Okay, that's pretty funny. Uh, I think I think that's also fine. Um, but uh, is is our is the waste being processed now? The gates of the fire pond are open once again. 
All right, then. Waste flows. Great. So we're going to do a quick uh, roundtable rescore on you guys. And uh, on a scale of zero, we shouldn't have given you this job. And ten, we definitely should have. You get a solid eight. So uh, congratulations, guys. Uh, We owe you one. Um, Thank you for for getting things flowing again. I got to tell you, it was going to get real stanky here real soon. We live in a heap of garbage, so that's really saying something. Um, And the two brothers kind of look at each other and nod. And then they each take out um, an eighth of an amulet. And they stick them together uh, to make a quarter of the amulet. Uh, and then they, they hand it to you and they're like, um, okay, just remember you didn't get this from us. And if anyone asks, we still have it because it's kind of how we, we control things around mm-hmm. here. I believe there may be some new terms you need to discuss with Princess Gwendolyn. Uh, the Poopsmith, Lord of Poop, has agreed to these terms of partnership. I believe this is something that needs to be discussed here in Garbage Town as well. They do uh, a combined double like uh, to look at uh, look at you, Gwendolyn. Um, I, I know our relationship with Orville um, has been a bit trying at times, but I would like to forge a new future that looks to the past and the way that uh, Amala saw us living together as partners um, and uh, and we'd like to give uh, you a seat at the table once we retake uh, uh, Orvel. Uh, and now uh, my dear Duncan will paraphrase in a much more succinct way. Just a moment, gentlemen. Uh, and I circle back to her and I'm like, just to be clear, are you saying that they're still going to be vassals to Orvel but have a space? Or is this the same deal as with the Poop Lord where they get their own nation and then you're friends? Yeah, but like, but we're still going to meet up and like... No, but I, I just gave you two options and you just said, yeah, I need clarity on the deal. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's it's their own nation, but I, I want them to be clear that we're still all going to be partners working together and all like equal at the table, but still going to come to the table together and them not just be like off on their own, doing their own thing because we all have to work together. All right, this makes sense. And I normally would tell you to take more time with this, but I'm going to need a name for the new group. What is the name of this Alliance of Realms? Um, the, the new Alliance. Marka, do you have any notes on that that you want to give advice from Tortles or how it might affect the rest of Gren? Are there any problems? Are there groups named that already? Hmm. Not that I'm aware oh. of. Oh! Oh! The Alliance of Equals? That does sound quite appropriate, given what you are proposing. And it seems to be a little more declarative of the goals than just being new. So I think you've got a good name there, Princess. It also frees up space for any new alliances to call themselves the New Alliance. Yeah, otherwise you'd have to decide when it was the old alliance. Like, how many years go before that happens? All right, so, twin lords of Garbage Town, Princess Gwendolyn of Orville has begun an alliance of equality of separate realms that have come together in the hands of friendship and equality and communication to build a brighter future. 
and she would like to offer you a position within this alliance. They look at each other, they look back at you, they smile and they say, Garbage Town in. Um, and uh, Why do I love all of this so much? Um, and with that, Every time it hits so hard for me. Thanks, buddy. Uh, with that, uh, the three of you leave with um, uh, two new alliances uh, secured, uh, the Alliance of Equality well underway, uh, and you have a choice before you. You stand at a crossroads. In one direction, the massive um, whimsical factory of the Liquid Lord. In another direction, uh, the massive farming and um, sort of, uh, yeah, like massive farm facility of the butcher. Which way do you go? Um, Marka, this past experience has been the most hard on you. Um, which would you prefer? Both sound as though they would be vastly superior than the harsh environment of the fire pond. As humans and denizens of Orville, are you familiar at all with either of these locations? Uh, this is, this is truly all new revelations. Our experience was limited to the sky, but from what I know, names have great significance. And someone who rules under the name The Butcher would be a threat to any alliance of equals or any alliance of friendship, for that name has few positive connotations. Give me a moment to consult the cluster. Uh, and I just want to close my eyes for a moment and listen to the chorus of voices that is the cluster of fungus and molds and nature you get um you actually have two distinctly different feelings um the feeling you get from uh, the direction of the liquid lord is um it's odd it's almost buzzing with excitement um from sort of the fungal um entities you can sense from that direction uh from the butcher you sense um not joy per se but the cycle in full motion hmm um, but there does seem to be something a little off about it. You'll ultimately have to go to both locations. It's just a matter yeah, of which yeah. one you choose to tackle first. The cycle is strong with the butcher, but unusual somehow. I cannot say in what way. And there is some sense of anticipation at... The, sorry, what was it called? The Water... Uh, the Liquid Lord. There's a sense of anticipation coming from the Liquid Lord. Perhaps an anticipation of our arrival. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. Well, do you want to solve a problem or do you want to be welcome to somewhere that might be a break from the plague and bleak hot aspect of our last place of business? Is that a question for Mako or for, for Maka, I would assume. Oh, okay. uh, Mako will consider this and say, um, I believe this anticipation should be addressed to ensure that we are not late for an expected event. Mm. 
Princess? Uh, uh, I will, I will trust Marco's instincts on this. And off we go to the Liquid Lord. And with that, you pack up your meager belongings and set out on the long road to meet the Liquid Lord. This episode of Curse Code and Crown Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.